This is Barbie Jo, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We'll discuss tricks of the trade and systems to improve family life and managing a household. Hello, everyone. Barbie Jo here, and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today, I have Nikki Shatter on the podcast, and she is passionate about helping families grow their own food. Her and her husband's garden journey began when their kids were diagnosed with failure to thrive due to multiple food allergies. Because of these health issues, they felt called to grow organic at home and now supply 25% of their fruits and veggies from their tiny townhouse backyard. Their mission is to help families grow their own food medicine, and find God through ecological gardening. I am so excited to be talking about this today. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Tell us a little bit more about how you got to this place. Thanks so much for having me, Barbie Jo. I came from the Philippines and I always had this inclination towards things sustainable. But And my husband was a junior gardener growing up here in Pennsylvania. And when we met and we got married and we had kids, it really was the kids that made us start thinking there's something wrong with this food system of ours and that we needed to do something about it. We tried gardening unsuccessfully at first. And then on one of our bookstore dates, we stumbled upon a book which had the word permaculture in it, permaculture. For those of you who are not familiar with permaculture, that it's a design system that's meant to tie in your house with your garden, with your animals. It's a very holistic, integrated way of looking at a designed space and with the water, with the land, so on and so forth. There's so many elements to it. But it was all integral. And we love that approach because as we learn more and more about it, we found a documentary where permaculture or this regenerative agricultural methods were being used to green deserts in the lowest plateau, for example, in China. So um, you'll see a documentary on greening the desert in the Jordan Valley. And that for us was really compelling because we felt like if this can change these areas, these, these deserts into regions of fertility again, then what can we do with this in our backyard? And so while most permaculture designers often focus on large spaces and agricultural lands and have big farms, we could not find any resource for ourselves, except we took the certification courses. We both have different teachers, my husband and I. And I did one in person for a whole week at a local university. And after having gotten certified, we could not find anybody who was like us, suburban (laughs) homesteader wannabes that want to start a garden in the backyard using these techniques. So we had to sort of fumble our way through it. And after a lot of trial and error, we decided, okay, we're going to start a garden. We started a garden even before the courses. We got a grant for a Title I school. That was our kids' school where we started a permaculture garden there. Now we also run one in a middle school. 
And so it grew bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, um, we thought we can't do this. We have six children. <laughs> we can't just go in each person's house and try to set up their garden. We really have to um, do this in a scalable way. And more families have to know how to do this without having to take the PDC unless they want to. And I mean, if they want to, it's a life-changing experience. The PDC is the permaculture design certificate course. So we have now a program called Grow It Yourself, which helps families do exactly that. That is incredible. That is such a cool platform. And this knowledge is invaluable. I think this is so cool. Okay, so let's dive in. What principles do you apply both in your gardening practice and in your home life and organization? Okay, this question is the heart of what I've prepared for this podcast because there are so many principles um, in permaculture gardening in particular that we apply both in the garden successfully and in our home. But first I have to talk about the word permaculture. Permaculture integrates your plants, your animals, yourself, your diets, your home in design. And it's so much more than just gardening. But we use its principles to the home garden first and slowly it started seeping into our daily living. So there are officially 12 permaculture principles, but there have been more added as years have gone by. And the first one I will talk about, I've chosen a few here. So I'm going to choose observe and interact obtain a yield, apply self-regulation and feedback, design from patterns to details, integrate rather than segregate, use small and slow solutions, and stack functions. So first, observe and interact. To avoid being reactive, it's really important to take the time and observe what is going on and ask some questions about why a plant is dying or why my space is devolving into chaos. So acknowledge that this observation time is not wasted time. We like to say you can grow a garden in just 15 minutes a day. But our permaculture friend, Amy Strauss, likes to say seven of those 15 minutes should just be spent observing. So plan before you plant and design before you implement. So how do you know what to start with? For somebody just beginning, would you recommend them starting with specific food groups to begin? Some people say that. Some people say, I'll start with a specific food group. And some people say, start with herbs. But I would recommend starting with growing your own microgreens, growing your sprouts. And that's the first lesson that you come into when we have people um, go through our program is really a really small win that is starting with sprouts. And in one week, you can harvest your own food, put it on your sandwiches, put it on your salads and you know, your spaghetti topping. It's really, it's really cool to see that and be able to say, I grew my own food. Yeah. How rewarding. Okay. Great. Great advice. Second is obtain a yield. How do you know if something is working, if a system is working in the garden, it's because it's producing fruits and veggies or flowers and it produces good fruit. Same thing with your space. How do you know if your space or your organization system is working? you find you're able to compose your essay in a shorter amount of time. You become more productive. Your kids got their homework done in that space and you finish that dress you were sewing for ages upon ages. So we know the system is working when we obtain a yield. Okay. So what if you're not obtaining a yield? 
what is the first thing you need to address? I think then you have to go back to observing. Okay. So you're, what are some things you're observing then? So I think for the garden, so this is, this ties with another principle, which is designing from patterns to details. And if you observe, you will find some ways that nature has already solved problems for us. You learn this most especially in permaculture where we look at a system and try to harness the power of the animals, for instance, to help us grow our plants. There's an ecosystem above ground, but it's supported by an ecosystem below ground. And sometimes we don't recognize that, that there's a pattern that's disrupted when we till the soil every year because of that ecosystem below ground being there and there's life there and fungal networks. We kill a lot of the life in the soil and then the soil erodes and becomes dust. And that's a pattern that we should notice so as not to create the dust bowls or deserts. But we see this pattern every year in a community garden not far from us where the, uh, sad to say, like the master gardeners or even, you know, not, not that I have anything in master gardeners, they're amazing, knowledgeable people. And a lot of them are, some of them are our clients and some of them have mentored us. But this particular plot is, you can observe it every year that the soil becomes more and more eroded every spring as they go and till during the fall season. And we see this pattern, we think, well, what if I stop tilling? Will that make a difference in the quality of my soil? And then we see a pattern, for instance, uh, in our home. What if I stop nagging my kids to clean their rooms? Will that make a difference? Because the pattern is wake up in the morning, see the mess on the floor, nag them to get it off the floor. What if I imposed a different pattern instead, a design instead? What if it was a spot inspection? And anyone who was caught with no dirty clothes on their bedroom floor won a prize each week. So once, yeah, once we recognize that pattern that we observe, we can design more effective ways of dealing with the problems in the garden or in our life. I love that. And that's probably how you've managed to raise six children, run a business and manage your household, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So apply self-regulation and feedback. Honesty is the best policy. So just try not to be too critical or too lax on yourself and try to see things as they really are when you observe again. How objective can you be about a critique to your space or a critique to your garden? I'm striving to be grateful for critics and yet not letting them stop me from building my garden or chasing my dream of growing food in my front yard. And I talk about this in particular because it's better said than done. It's always painful, but it's good for me. I learned from the HOA telling us that our garden is pretty ugly in the front and I fix it and I can't grow certain vegetables. So I've I've always had like battles with the HOA, not battles. They're very polite and kind, honestly. And they come in the forms of letters and then they will show us you know, that something has to be neat and tidy for them. And of course, no vegetables allowed in the front, but thankfully they don't recognize that some of my herbs are are growing there or even my beans right now. But it's for them, the main thing is that visually there's no clutter. And I have to like accept this feedback and think the beauty of my garden is part of my marketing. And the beauty of my home is how we serve our guests and most especially how we help our family thrive. So it's a work in progress. We're always learning. Gardeners are always learning, always improving, and always trying to be humble. That's so great. I love that. We're on point five now. Integrate rather than segregate. This 
principle is so true of permaculture design and of life in general and community and organizing. Group like things with like things. I know one organization tip that I heard on your podcast, <laughs> especially if you have a home school to have a school supply center, integrate all those printer, paper, pencil, scissors in one location, right? Of course, not all jumbled together, but have one location where folks can come in and say, I need glue. This is where I can find it. I need a school supply. This is where it is. Well, in the garden, we do this with plants that like the same kind of climate. Don't get me wrong. We're very big on diversity in our plant groupings. In fact, that's one of the key to our garden abundance is that we try to have different things growing in one area. But when we design, we don't put the kitchen garden away, way outside the garden fence. We put it close to the kitchen because the kitchen herbs need to be close enough to be able to save time and effort for the cook. Makes perfect sense. And the sixth, second to the last, is use small and slow solutions. When you start to change something in your life, in your garden, it's important to introduce that change slowly. As for instance, in the example of the spot check that I had earlier, I can't just wake up in the morning and implement that. That has to be introduced in a family meeting. I have to see what prizes the kids want, whether they're amenable to it. And I can't do a spot check for clothes as well as a spot check for toothbrushing and a whole new chore chart system all in one go. So small and slow solutions are what bring about massive change. But what's Important more than anything, I think, in building this new habit is consistency. How do we apply this in the garden? I would advise, especially if health and energy is an issue, to start small. To start with sprouting, like I mentioned, or to start with one small area. Last spring, one of our Grow It Yourself garden members, Tracy, started with one raised bed. You know, she had a huge property in Georgia. She was from a farming family even, but she decided she would start small and slow. And guess what? She had a shoulder injury somewhere during the summer. But despite that, she got all sorts of things growing out of the raised bed. Peas, lettuce, carrots, tomatoes. If she had an even bigger yard, with the agony of having to care for all of that would not have been good for her. And this year, knowing from that base what to do next. She knows she's going to add more beds and she's seen that process in a micro scale model. Now she can implement it in a bigger way. That's so great. Okay. So what would you say to anyone wanting to grow food, but they say, no, I don't have time. I don't have space. I don't have money to start growing. What would you tell them? I would tell them to come to our How to Grow Food in Small Spaces webinar on August 25th. And if this is airing after that, we have monthly garden webinars. Just go to growmyownfood.com. Okay, perfect. So the seventh principle is stacking functions. There are many permaculture principles, but this one was the very first one to come to mind when listening to your podcast. And that is to stack functions. Make each element in your garden have multiple functions. So you can decide on growing a crepe myrtle, which is an ornamental tree, but why not make it a cherry tree, which has those beautiful spring blossoms, but will also bring you fruit in the summer. Or if you're going to have a vine, why not choose grape or scarlet runner beans so that you have both fruit and the beans 
if you choose scarlet runner beans, actually fertilize your soil because of their roots fixing nitrogen in the soil as they grow. Plus, they're very pretty and they are native to America, so they will attract the pollinators. And you get beans and you get shade from the vine and you save space because you're growing vertically. So how many functions have I just rattled off there? One element, multiple functions. That's so great. So do you help guide people then through determining what seeds they need, where to get their seeds, how to plant their seeds? You help them with all of that? Yes. Our program is an end-to-end system. So we start out basically just getting you comfortable with the seed itself. And then thinking about the design in this holistic way. And we do this in a fun way. Um, I sing on my webinars. I sing on my trainings so that you can, you can sort of remember the things that you're learning. And in a matter of if the design course is 10 days, uh, we lead you all the way from seed starting, choosing your plants, where to buy them for sure, what grows well in your climate. Awesome. Mm-hmm all the way to harvesting and then what to do with that harvest afterwards. Oh, that's so great. So it, you're the complete package. So from somebody who doesn't know anything needs your program to walk them through not having anything at all to having their own fresh food on the table. Definitely. Um, your own organic food in your at-home garden. Somebody I spoke with yesterday was just saying that A big concern of theirs was last year during the pandemic, there were specific things that they couldn't get from the grocery and that compelled them to start their own garden. So this year they're trying to be very intentional about it. And I have heard that so many times this past year from different people that they're worried about the food source. What if the trucks trucks stopped coming or what if you didn't know whether they had the specific um, varieties and of oh. course in some areas you can't buy organic everything mm. and you can at least ameliorate that by growing a majority of your food your food groups that are vegetable and fruits and we ourselves grow 25 percent of our fruits and veggies in a tiny space that's 140th of an acre if you have more than that you can grow even more we believe you can grow or we've proven that you can grow more than $700 worth of produce in a 10 by 10 square foot. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. So after one element, multiple functions, this makes me think of something from the episode of organizing with ADHD and one of the executive functions of our prefrontal cortex being number one, flexible thinking. (laughs) I love that episode, Barbie. Oh, good. Flexible thinking where we find more than one use for an item. And I think another amazing part of gardening is the act of gardening itself is stacking functions. You get good organic food without having to hit the groceries. You feel good about yourself. You reduce the carbon in the atmosphere. You feel a natural high from being out in nature. You teach your children where their food comes from. You slow down and you become a flexible thinker. So multiple wins in one of gardening. Okay, so tell us how we can find you. You can go to growmyownfood.com. We'd love to see you on a webinar for our course or our 
program, Grow It Yourself. We'd love to have you join us. It's open year-round at growmyownfood.com slash G-I-Y. Perfect. I love it. I think you've given much hope to many people who've always wanted a garden but have been too intimidated by the concept of having their own. So thank you. And this whole permaculture, you've introduced a new word to me. I didn't even know this existed. So this is really fascinating to me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much, Barbie Joe, for having me and for inspiring me every day with your podcast. So I look forward to hearing as many of the episodes as my kids will allow me. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out my website at barbiejoe.com. And if you liked this episode, you've got to subscribe. I'd love to have you join me. Bye for now. 